The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, real quick. So I know on The Shaleen Show we talk about life stuff, but I'm always encouraging you to have your own thing, to build that side hustle, to figure out ways you can make extra money online. And maybe you felt like, I just don't know how to do this by myself. I want the motivation and excitement of having people around me that I can bounce ideas off of. I want that motivation of being at a live event. Well, you're in luck. October 14th through the 16th, I want to invite you to come to Southern California and be a part of the Marketing Impact Academy live event. You don't have to be an MIA member. This is open to the public. You don't have to have any experience in business, but you do have to have a desire and you need to be a good note taker because we're going to spell it all out for you. I'm going to have the best experts at every area of social media that you can imagine. And every speaker comes with, I mean, they don't come on my stage unless they come with an action plan that they're going to give the audience so that when you leave, you're not like, okay, super motivated, but I don't know what to do. So if that's something you've been dreaming about doing and just coming to Southern California and being around that energy, meeting me live in person, my son and the other experts that I know you have heard if you listen to the Shaleen show, the people who we work with, people just like you who you know, have been listening to these shows for so many years and eventually they took the plunge, they started their business and now they're going to share with you how they did it. Give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to dream. Give yourself permission to do something different. Know it's been on your bucket list to come to Southern California. I cannot wait to see you there. The link is in the show notes, but you can also go to shaleen.com forward slash MIA live. Shaleen.com forward slash MIA live. And if you want to be invited to the incredible dance party that we're throwing on Saturday night just for our VIPs, be sure to look at the VIP registration package. It is next level. Did I say the dates? Okay, October 14th through the 16th, Southern California, Orange County. We're right down the street from Disneyland. You can make a whole family vacation of it, or you can just get away and enjoy yourself and treat yourself to something fun and exciting that has the potential to change your life. What is going on? Hey, thanks so much for joining me here on The Shaleen Show. This is Shaleen. This is a Friday edition. Friday editions are always very personal. So let me start by saying, can you tell a difference with my voice? I am sitting with a different posture. I've done my first speech pathology therapy session, and I'm really, really excited. I'm enthused. I'm encouraged. I'm hopeful that I'm going to get my voice back which is exciting, and I'm practicing some new things to help strengthen that vocal cord. So yeah, I don't know if you noticed the difference, but I feel like it's a little bit better. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But it's important because my voice is my job. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you a quick, tiny, little, brief, such a brief recap of my week. And then I have a surprise for you which you probably already figured out by looking at the length of this episode. So this is a a longer Friday episode for you, and you're about to find out why. Okay, so please put your seatbelt on. We are going for a ride. So obviously, this was a, a holiday week, with Monday being a holiday, and we had some major, major family trauma, drama, mental health issues going on, which I'm not going to get into too much. I'm not going to get into it all today. We got a little taste of that on Wednesday. But to say that this has been a difficult week would be the ultimate understatement. You know, sometimes you feel like, wow, I'm just really having a week. And then sometimes you're like, wow, I am just, I'm really having a season. I feel like we're really having a bit of a season at the moment. And I know that's that's normal for everybody, but Anyways, it just it threw my week for a loop, to say the least. I don't know if you've ever had, of course you have. You've had issues where it feels like everything stops, like the whole world stops. Business doesn't matter. Posting to social media doesn't matter. Your emails, like all obligations 
they don't even matter. They pale in comparison. You don't even care because you have to handle something that's going on in your family. Well, we definitely have one of those weeks. And it started on the weekend. And I think the fact that it was a holiday even complicated things further. Anyways, not to go into too much detail, but just thank you so much for your prayers. And and thank you so much for just, you know, always reminding me, especially with your comments, that we're all human and we all go through these things. And this is life. Life is filled with peaks and valleys. And sometimes the valleys feel like they're never ending. And it's hard to remember what the peak looked like. But we all go through those things. And that's what makes life beautiful and grand. Nonetheless, it's not fun when you're in the middle of it, especially when you're in the middle of it just a few days before your son's wedding. Brock gets married next week. And then both of my children will be officially married. Isn't that crazy? Yes, I do have a dress. I'm sure it's scandalous. I don't know. <laughs> I don't choose dresses thinking that they're scandalous. I'm just like, ooh, this is really pretty and this is nice. And then I check with the bride and say, are you okay with this? And if they say yes, then it's a go. And I really don't worry about whether the rest of the internet cares about what I wore because my dress and how I wear it and my style shouldn't have any impact on what you choose to wear. I literally can't even believe that this is still a subject. It's not for me. I mean, I guess I am making it a subject. You're like, Shaleen, will you just keep talking about it? Yeah, I keep talking about it because I keep getting messages about it. It's so weird. Oh my, I mean, I literally got this person like made a major like Instagram post about me and my dress today. And I was like, is is this a joke? Like <laughs> literally the person was telling me to rethink who I am and what I'm like, uh, are you seriously? This is so weird. Is this a joke? Is this a practical joke? Anyways, I'm really excited about my dress for next week. And I don't know if you saw the Instagram posts from Sierra's wedding, but I feel like our wedding guests, because there's a lot of the same people that are going to both weddings, God bless them. Like, you know how expensive it is to do two back-to-back destination weddings? Like, I, I feel so bad for some of our friends and family members, but it's so sweet and kind of them to just, you know, they want to be a part and they want to celebrate. So anyways, because Sierra's wedding was so fun, wild, just, I mean, it was a freaking dance party. It was a show. It was a blast. It was so unique. If you haven't seen any of the clips from her wedding, if you go to my Instagram, there's a highlight that says, I think it says Sierra's wedding. Yes. And I'll have one for Brock's too. And Brock is a dancer. Lots of his friends are dancers. Lots of my friends are dancers. They're, Brock's a showman. Lots of Brett's friends. Brock's friends are showmans. You know, his future wife is an athlete. She's a great dancer. I mean, it's just, it's going to be so fun. And I mean, they've got some really cool surprises planned for their wedding that I don't think anyone's ever seen before at a wedding. I love it. I freaking love it. So I'm super excited and I have no idea what is in store, but I am excited for you to hear all about it. So next Friday when I record an episode, it will be from Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which is where their wedding is. So if you follow me on Instagram, obviously you watch my stories, you know, like when it comes to anything in the kitchen, people think I'm trying to be funny when I show like what I make myself for lunch, if Brett's not there, I'm not trying to be funny. That's legitimately what it looks like. It's a hot mess. I'm not a chef. I hate, I don't know, if, uh, cooking anything just feels like it's such a pain in the butt. Like I just want it to be over fast. I just want my food ready. I just, let's go. Like this one lady commented under my post, she goes, I know I didn't just see you use a microwave. I'm like, Yeah, no, you did. You absolutely did see me use a microwave. You can't imagine the things that I do. And the microwave takes too long. If there was something else that was perhaps like more toxic, but it would cook my food faster, I would use that too. I just don't have patience for the kitchen. I don't know what it is. And I like weird things to eat. And I really, anyways, I'm just kind of a hot mess in the kitchen. And a lot of times I film whatever it is I'm cooking or eating or my weird concoctions. And I have this weird concoction that I put together in a giant water bottle that contains all of my brain supplements, basically, in powdered form. And then I mix them all together in a water bottle. And I talk about these things all the time in the podcast. But I don't know, it feels like on Instagram, there's all new people every day because they're like, wait, when did you move to the beach? I'm like, four years ago? I mean, has it been a while since you've watched my stories? But I'm always being asked about what I take natural supplements for 
you know, to help with my brain health. So the two biggest and most important ones, the ones that I mix in my water twice a day, is I put a little packet of immunity. And the immunity I get from Organifi. Actually, I get both of these from Organifi. So I get Organifi Immunity and Organifi Pure. Now, the Pure is the one that's really for your brain. I mean, it's 100% clinically proven to boost BDNF by 142%. Shalene, what is BDNF? It's brain-derived neurotropic factor. It's basically what makes your brain connect synapses. Do you know sometimes you feel like, wait, why is my brain just not connecting the dots quick enough? That's your BDNF. So this stuff is clinically proven to increase it. It improves the gut-brain access. And I don't know if that's interesting to you, but basically that's what makes your memory retrieval, like when you're looking for information, it makes that happen faster. I also like the Pure because, okay, it tastes like lemonade. It tastes like my lemon ginger lemonade, but in a little packet. Okay, then the immunity taste has kind of an orange flavor to it. So I mix those two together. It's kind of like almost like a starburst. Then I also add my BCAs to that mix. And sometimes I'll even add like protein water to that mix. So, I mean, it literally tastes like a starburst. It's very fruity and it's delicious and it's good for me. And it makes me crave my water. And then I put a ton of ice in there and it's just super refreshing. Anyways, if you want to check out the Organifi products, because they have a ton of them. I mean, those are the two that I take twice a day, every day, but they've got green juice. They've got red juice. Oh, we're coming into fall. So they've got their Organifi gold chocolate. Oh, and we're coming into fall. So you definitely, instead of doing your like pumpkins latte at Starbucks, do something that's actually healthy for yourself. Pick up the Organifi Gold Pumpkin Spice. It's like a hot chocolate, but it's also like a pumpkin spice. It's super soothing. It's got medicinal mushrooms, organic cacao, and it's a completely holistic alternative to hot chocolate. Tons of great products. And because you listen to The Shaleen Show, you get yours for 20% off. When you go to Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen. Again, it's Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen and code Shaleen gets you 20% off. Okay, so now let's get to the the surprise, the treat that I have in store for you. So as you know, I have a Patreon. And obviously, I do episodes of The Shaleen Show three days a week. They're free. I love that you listen. And you never, I never want you to feel like you have to join Patreon, please. And especially if money's tight or whatever, there's tons of content here. There's over like a thousand, not a thousand, but I think there's like over 900 past previous Shaleen Show episodes. So please never feel like you have to join Patreon. I mean, it is a lovely way to support, but if it's not something that you'll actually use, I don't want you to do that. Patreon, so there's two tiers of Patreon. There's a $5 tier, and then there's a tier called The Vault. And The Vault is our highest level tier. And it is not for everyone. Typically, Vault episodes are super duper, highly personal stuff, usually with my husband. 90% of the time, it's with Brett. Sometimes it's with other family members. But when it's with Brett, we have an agreement. I want you to be you. And if somebody doesn't like it, then they can cancel, right? But it's it's not a public show. It's a private show. There's four-letter words. There's lots of cursing. There's lots of personal opinions. And when you share your personal opinions in the way that we do in the vault, there are going to be people who are highly offended. So... I'm sharing with you today an episode of The Vault because some of you are on the Patreon level, the $5 level, the between friends level, as we call it, and you have asked what a Vault episode might sound like. So this is a Vault episode, but this one is with my mom and dad, and we're talking about some really personal stuff, some things I had never asked them about before, and I didn't prep them in advance for this phone call. But of course, I got their permission to use it. Are you kidding me? They love any kind of attention they can get. God bless them. They're so great. So this is an episode with my mom and dad and um, talking about some really, really personal stuff that I haven't talked about on the show before. This is a vault episode. It's not a traditional vault episode because it's not with Brett, but Kristen and I were listening to all the vault episodes and we're like, nope can't put that on the regular show. Whoops. Nope. That one definitely can't go on the regular. Like this is one of the few shows that doesn't have to have like every other word beeped out or like it was just, I don't know. So the vault episodes are highly, highly personal. So if you're like, I'm not actually into the personal stuff. I don't care. Then 
trust me, you don't want to become a Patreon member. Also, I'm begging you not to become a Patreon member if you are a complainer or someone who's whiny or someone who's easily offended or someone who, when you are angry or disagree with people, you don't know how to share your opinion without attacking. And I don't say that just about me, but yeah, about me too, because this is like our private show. It's There's no takeaways. There's no real, I mean, maybe there are. If there's personal development, it's it's incidental, it's accidental. You know what I mean? It's a lot of Brett and I, very real on the couch. There's conversations that I just won't have on the regular show. And there's two different tiers, right? So like I said, Between Friends is, you know, kind of a step up from Car Smart. And then the vault level is highly explicit, very personal. And, you know, we, we share our opinions without apologizing, without filtering them. You hear us sometimes disagreeing, sometimes sharing like really juicy stories that are like kind of gossipy. We usually don't include the person's name or whatever, but you know, it's just, it's kind of like nice to have this place where we can talk about these things very freely and it's not for everyone, but if you know it would be for you, I invite you to check it out. There's a link at the top of the show notes, but in the meantime, I wanted to share this episode and please know even if you do not become a Patreon member, I love you and your support means the world. Your support of the show sponsors means the world. And now you get to hear me asking Marge and Bill about a family secret. Here we go. I am interviewing Marge and Bill today. They agreed to do it. They actually did it on Zoom. The video is so cute. They're so adorable together. And I was shocked that they were available on a Friday night because these two never stop. They're so active and so busy and have so much fun in their lives. And and I want to ask them some questions, questions about my childhood. I wanted to ask them some difficult questions about secrets that were kept from me that created some real issues in my relationship with them as an adult that I later learned about and then confronted them. You'll, you'll hear me ask about that. It kind of comes a little bit later as I'm interviewing them. And, and this is something I, I've never, ever asked them about. So you're hearing me ask them for the very first time. You're hearing their honest, raw, real response. And it was, it was a great conversation. I hope that you love this as much as I did. All right, here we go. I can't believe you guys are home on a Friday night. You look more relaxed and natural than normal. Normally, you seem to make made up. Well, I think it's because when I, it's funny, when I wear my hair just a little bit curly, people always say it, I look more relaxed. So it must be something about when I straighten they it. You look more young. That's what they should say. Yeah, you look really young. That's a great way to start. What do you, what do you think? You think she looks what, 30, 35? Well, 25 or 30, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's go younger. Yeah. But the reason why you say that is because then that makes the two of you younger, huh? Exactly. Now you are figuring it out. (laughs) Not feeling real young today. How come? Well, we've been invited a number of places tonight, but I'm uh, having some problems with my leg. Uh, I must have overdone it yesterday, and I'm getting shocks today. Yeah. What did you do yesterday that was overdoing it? Who knows? A lot of stuff. (laughs) <laughs> pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you do today? Yeah. yeah. Took down a tree in the yard, pulled yeah. the stump out. We we had a freeze here in Florida and he had to pull out a, his favorite tree, the Bougainvillea tree. So the Bougainvilleas too. Mom, you wear a uh, Apple watch. So you know how many steps you get per day, huh? Yes. Does he? Do. I yes. I bought him. I bought him one because I got tired of looking for his iPhone. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Is that what it's like being married to someone with ADHD? What, what, what? I've got 8,000 steps right now. I haven't been too active this evening because because of. I certainly don't. I've got 3,400 steps because I haven't done anything today. (laughs) Okay, but what what is a normal day for you, Dad? That'd be 7,000 or 8,000. And mine, uh, 10 to 13. Is that when you golf too? Yeah. So the first thing I want to ask you about is your grandkids are getting married young. And um, I got married at an average age. Janelle got married young. Yeah, she was 22. Yeah, which is young. Yeah. Now, the two of you were really young, but that was kind of more the norm then. Yes, it was. Yes. It really wasn't the norm. I I don't know if you would say it was We had a lot of friends that went to college. We were on the young age. We were on a different 
Yeah. Thing if, than our if, friends. If you went to college, you got married later. Yeah. You know? So then did it concern you at all when Janelle was told you she was going to get married that young? No. I don't think so. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Of course, she'd been going with Matt for, you know, 20 years before they got married. This is true. What about when you heard your grandkids were getting engaged? Like Sierra got engaged at 20? She's so 20 she was she had now. just turned 21. She had just turned 21. Right. Well, you know, I okay. think we have a, a certainly a different perspective because we got married young and we thought we were pretty adult and ready to go. And, yeah. um, you know, looking back, we still think that. We were ready to go. (laughs) Okay. But then that doesn't make you think differently for somebody else. Like what makes you feel like I'm not worried at all? Well, I hear from a lot of people. They'll say, oh, I was married young and that's why my marriage didn't work out. I, I really get tired of hearing that. Oh, they shouldn't get married because they're so young. I don't think that applies to everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't. Everybody's because, different. Everybody's different. Yeah. And and like you say, some people are older, but they're not ready. You know, they haven't they <laughs> haven't uh, made the right life choices yet. You know, not ready to get married. So is it life choices, or they haven't figured enough things out? They're not secure in who they are yet. Do you think that's a big piece of it? Sure. Why do you have to figure everything out before you, you get married? You don't have to figure everything out, but you have <laughs> you have to have some idea of what you want. Do you kind of have to know who you are? Well, that would be helpful. We were pretty set in our ways and we knew who we were. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We thought we had plenty of wisdom to begin with. (laughs) People are so surprised when I'm like not worried at all that my kids are getting married. And it's for a couple of reasons. I think my kids really know who they are. They're very confident. Mm -hmm. They really understand how to make relationships work. I think they are very open to and proactive when it comes to therapy. I think they're both very patient. I think they're good partners. So I think they have all the odds stacked in their favor. And I don't know that waiting would change anything. Oh, yeah, probably won't, wouldn't change anything. No. I mean, marriage is uh, a work every day. <laughs> you got to yeah. work your marriage every day. <laughs> well, you know, in our family as a whole, we all seem to have had most of those uh, factors in our makeup and our family's done very well in marriage. I mean, you know, you, your sister, your brother, your mom and dad, you know, our our ancestors before us, everyone has done pretty well. Uh, So I think, I think there's, as you say, there's been a lot of tools that were kind of installed in all of us early on. And passed down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but we certainly don't see that in everybody. I think you more so you see a legacy of failed marriages sometimes. Look at the Kardashian. <laughs> I did a podcast for my Patreons and I was I told them the story about going to France. And I, um, you know, like that whole story and how I took French class just so we could go to France and buy alcohol. And then um, <laughs> do you remember me coming through? Uh, customs and having a broken wine bottle in my suitcase. Yeah, we were so upset. Do you remember what I what I told you why I had done that? Everything was real. Oh, you were bringing us home a a bottle of wine. (laughs) (laughs) And everything in your suitcase was ruined. (laughs) And you believed that, right? No. No. (laughs) So that was the thing I I talked about on my podcast. I talked about how I thought you guys did pretty much everything right as parents. But if there was one thing that I would do differently than what you did, it was that you, I was a fast talking, stubborn kind of kid, and I could convince you guys of just about anything. And so you, <laughs> if I thought you made one mistake, it was that you, whatever I said, you trusted me. Too trusting, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Too trusting. You sure. believed yeah. me. And, and then once I realized like, oh my gosh, they believe me. <laughs> I realized like I could pretty, if I was convincing enough, I could get away with pretty much anything. <laughs> and the, so then I, I realized you guilty. You're not the only one. A lot of people have fooled us with that trust issue. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. huh? Yeah, true. yeah. Then I would also let you know when Janelle was trying to pull a fast one. So she didn't get to get away with much. 
No, you, you, you were always ratting out your sister and brother. <laughs> yeah, but it also made me a, a more informed parent because I knew all of the, the things that teenagers say. The problem was we were such good teenagers while I was. I didn't do anything. Yeah, both were. Yeah, we didn't do much. Of- <laughs> yeah, so you, you didn't, oh, you would never fun. imagine that somebody would like lie and yeah. do all the sneaky yeah. things <laughs> that I did. Okay, so do you remember when you guys said you were going to the lake house and you came home back home early and I had drank so much I was vomiting. I didn't have a driver's license yet, but you oh, guys had cool. gone to the lake. I think I've told you the story that I stole the Cadillac or whatever. I took it without permission anyways. And look at your face, Dad. You look mad. <laughs> I just don't remember this. Oh, I might not <laughs> have told you that part. Um, but uh, so you guys, I thought you were going to the lake. You were going to the lake. And so I took the Cadillac, didn't know how to drive. I was like 14 or 15. I mean, I knew how to drive because you taught me how to drive up, you know, in the woods in yeah. northern Michigan. But I didn't yeah. have a driver's license. I hadn't taken driver's ed. And I certainly hadn't been given permission to drive the car. And I, w- I drove it, I don't know, like to IGA or something. And then um, stole like cream de mint from Aaron's house across the street. And, you know, th- then I, you guys came home and I was sick. I no. wasn't aware of this. No. This oh. is all new to us. Okay, well, yeah, it was it was in Portland. And then you came home and I was I'm not sure where I was. I was passed out for sure. And you knew that I had been drinking because I remember telling you like going, okay, I need to cry. (laughs) Um, And so I I cried and told you that I did it because I was trying to fit in and be popular. And you're like, we'll talk to we'll talk to you about this tomorrow. And then the next. You seriously don't remember any of that? Certainly. I do remember encountering you after you had been drinking at some point, but I, I had was, no idea that you were driving the car in port. No idea. Okay, but I, I wasn't drinking and driving. I had, I definitely stole the car. Maybe to, we drove to IGA. Maybe somebody bought for us, and then we came back, and then we drank at the house. You don't remember like coming back to the house of Portland. You guys came back. You, were, I wasn't expecting you back that night. Like you came back for some reason. Do you remember that we really didn't believe in corporal punishment? Yes. <laughs> Had we known, yes, that might we have been cha- different. Yeah, we might have changed our mind. <laughs> uh, how about the incident of jumping off the bridge? We didn't find out about that until we were much older. <laughs> That's fine. That was just a risk taking. That wasn't like, and was that bad? Yeah, you know it was bad. That, that, that's bad. Yeah, that makes Why? it more sense. Jumping off a bridge is one thing, but you were pretty high in the air, as I remember. Yeah, it was a very, very high bridge. It was very scary. But it was just a risky thing. It wasn't like a... No, no, that is a life-taking, well, risky us, thing. To us, it's terrible. losing one of our children, yeah, that's the, a big coming deal. coming close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't like that. Anymore. You know, I'm glad that you took risks and, and did things on your own and... Uh, experimented a bit, but you could have jumped from a lower bridge. (laughs) (laughs) What what fun would that be? Um, So with your own parents, was there yelling in the house? Because you guys didn't yell. Not in my home as as a normal reaction between my mom and dad, no. But there was yelling over finances at times when money was short. But did they ever yell at you uh, when you were trouble? They, they were arguing. They were arguing over what, what the, the money they had anything? spent. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was maybe unnecessary. Did they yell at you? No. Were you yelled at, Mom? Um, my parents fought quite a bit because my father was cheating on my mom a lot, so there was a lot of fights. They fought, but do, do you remember getting in trouble? Do you remember getting yelled at? I was always being grounded because my mother needed me as a babysitter for the house. So she was always, we, we fought over that a lot. But other than that. I don't think she yelled at you. Yeah, she didn't. No. Yeah, she was just. They, they weren't they, yelling. They were always really. saying, okay, you're grounded. <laughs> you got to be on your report card. You're grounded. For what? <laughs> well, they just needed a babysitter. That was. Were either of you spanked? Well, I was spanked once when I was five. What'd you do? <laughs> I punched a kid in the face for no reason. Okay. Mom, did you get spanked? Um, no, not really. So is that why you decided you weren't going to hit your kids? Well, you know what? I was spanked one time really bad. Actually, my parents really went at me. Both? They thought, yeah. Oh, when you were both. Older. Oh, yeah. When I was older, I was dating a guy in my 
school and let's say that was more like a beating that was more like a beating yeah they thought my father had thought he had stolen his watch because this young man I was dating had a very expensive watch he was the class president and they had everybody chipped in a dollar and bought him this very very expensive watch and my father saw it and thought it was his watch (laughs) and so and his watch was missing and I never did get an apology when my father found his watch under some newspapers in the house. Wow. You never told me that story. Uh, and I was, I was. And this was all happening yeah. at about the time they were getting a divorce. Yeah, the they emotions were, were through the rough. A there. lot of emotions going on. And yeah, exactly. But, you know, they got me on the bed and they just beat me. My mother hit me with a brush and my father punched me. Oh my gosh, mom. I'm so sorry. You never Actually, told me this. Yeah, I was That's horrible. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. And I had no, no recourse because... Never before in your life had that happened? No, it was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. Did you ever get an apology from your mom? No. Mm-mm. No. Uh, a couple weeks later or a week later, they said, oh, you found your dad's watch. I'm like, oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> so what did that say to you? What did that, how did that experience affect you? Pretty bad because they didn't leave me when I said, you know, I didn't think he had, he wasn't the type to steal. Yeah. How did it affect you after that? Absolutely. I said, you know, I'm going to let my kids talk and be able to defend themselves and believe what they have to say. Don't beat a kid. Do not beat a kid. Yeah. No. What would you say is was the hardest part stage, I should say, of parenting? Teenage years. For, 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 <laughs> even for all the kids or, or? For all the kids. Yeah, yes, I yes, so. for sure. For sure. Yeah. Maybe a little yeah. less so for Janelle, but, you know, pretty much all of it. Oh, mm-hmm. no. She was the quiet one. You had to keep on top of her, too. Yeah. <laughs> what is she up to? <laughs> yeah. So we, had, we expected worse of you and Billy up front. Yeah. But we feared that we were missing it in Chanel. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because she was just too level. Under we the radar. Couldn't be that good all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think was most difficult about teen years? Well, the, you know, there's that point uh, where a teenager really wants to separate themselves from the parents and become their own person. And that usually means that they're going to argue with you and they're going to break some rules. You've got to let them break some rules. You've got to let them. So what do you mean by that? You've got to let them break some rules. Cause I think that's some, I, I don't know if you let me break. I think you did, but more so I would say you let me get in some trouble and figure it out. You need to have the freedom to learn from your experiences Yeah, and you can't uh, to work your way through life because there's not going to be somebody there to make all your decisions for you forever. Nope. You know, something I had forgotten. I moved out my senior year to grant to downtown Grand Rapids. I remember I, in the, in the middle of my senior year, you were I already knew I didn't have good, good, good enough grades to get into Michigan State. So I started taking junior college classes at uh, yeah. the JC. Yes. And I was also working full time for AAA and doing all the other things. Uh, remember, I was like selling gold rings and, and sewing your clothes every day. <laughs> yes. That, yeah. <laughs> and then I had enough money to be able to move out into a little apartment in downtown Grand Rapids. Right. So it was the summer after I graduated. Right. Yeah, I guess yeah. so, yeah. yeah. And I don't remember any conversations about it. I don't remember you guys saying that's not a good idea. Do you remember well, any? We were, nervous. we were nervous about it and we talked to you about it. You were always very, very headstrong about what you wanted to do. Quite often, regardless of what our advice might be, you were going to move forward and do what you wanted to do. The two of us, were a lot like that. Uh, by the time you were moving into that apartment, we were about ready to get married. That's true. At that same by age. that age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, certainly we're always nervous about our kids, whatever their ages are, and our grandchildren. But, you know, we thought you were pretty level-headed and how to handle yourself. Yeah. thought you were becoming close to an adult. <laughs> close to it. How do you avoid meddling and offering opinions where they've not been asked for in your adult children's lives 
That's a tough one. That's, isn't, that's a real tough. That's one. a very tough, tough lesson one. to learn, mm-hmm. you know. And we haven't always been good at that. We're the type of people that li- like to give a lot of advice. Very opinionated. Uh, <laughs> if there's been a mistake that I've made, maybe not so much your mother, but that I've made, I've given too much advice. Uh huh. I mean, yeah, we, we've we've had our our moments mm-hmm. over that, and I I don't I think it's probably been more with me than Bill, for sure, more than with me than with Janelle, for sure. Yeah. Yes. You know, a lot of times it was like about yeah, a little bit about parenting, mainly about parenting, I feel like. And we kind of didn't see eye to eye. There was another time where you were always saying to me, like, you just don't need us enough. You don't come to us enough. You don't tell us what you're going through. You don't. I remember that like that was a, a regular conversation. I'm like, I'm not going through anything. Well, everybody, everybody has ups and downs in their life. Of the three kids, uh, you're the one that shares that the least. You um, you keep a lot of those things to yourself, or maybe your- you really think so, even still. Yes. Oh, yes, still. Absolutely. Yes. For sure. Really? Gosh, I feel like I share freaking everything. Is and I think this is <laughs> you share everything in podcasts, but yeah. not necessarily. With yeah. Us. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I see most things as a negative, even when it is probably negative. So I don't have very many. Everybody is different in that way. And, and certainly you are a very positive person. And, and in some ways, I think maybe like myself, I don't let too many of these things overwhelm me. Yeah. You know, it, uh, there's good and bad in life. And I try and look for the good and move on. Mm-hmm. But do you think that I cover up things or that I hide things from you or? I just, not just necessarily hiding. Them. You just withhold, withhold them. them. You know, like what? Can you think of something? We, we, we hardly ever hear anything uh, negative or um, generally difficulties, you know, I mean, and, and honestly, more recently, we've heard a lot more of that, but in years gone by, we didn't hear much, you know, yeah. much feedback. I mean, I've been really, really fortunate, I guess. And like, even right now with everything that's going on with the lawsuits and um, you know, with, with Bob and Debbie, like I was very open about that. Well, I feel like ask you this. Yeah. Do you withhold some things from us so that we don't worry? Not that I can think of. No, oh. no. The only thing like I, I know, like if I were to get like a, a negative diagnosis or something, I probably wouldn't tell you until I knew what something was. If I'm not worried about it, I'm not telling other people about some it. Sometimes I'll tell people things that I'm going through and then I'm like, oh, gosh, or think things are happening. And then I know that person's going to worry. Like Janelle worries more about everything in my life than I do. Your dad is like that too. What do you mean? And not just you, with everyone. I worry about what's going on in everyone's life. He is a big worry war. Yeah, I worry a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do um, tell you most everything that I'm going through, but I guess that I don't sound worried about it. And so you might assume that I'm covering it up. And Possibly that is just a personality flaw, but I maybe I should be more worried about these things. You know, like, for example, we just I can't say this because it'll be on the podcast, but we just got some bad news about our insurance coverage as it relates to our the defamation case. And it's like, well, what can you do? Like, there's nothing to get upset about because there's nothing you can do. If there's nothing you can do, what's the point of? Being upset or worrying. It's great. It's great that you have the attitude. You can look at something like that and say, well, let's see. This happened in the past. I can't change it. There's nothing I can do about it. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. Not many people are like that. Most people are kicking and moaning, (laughs) complaining Mm -hmm. about what happened. And Well, I just did a a reading with my psychic. Now I'm married. Yes. (laughs) I know. With a psychic, psychic and intuitive or whatever you call her. And she, I asked her about this. I said, is people have always told me that's weird. It's not normal. So it makes me question, am I unaware? Am I suppressed? Have I been suppressing this all my life? Am I kidding myself? And I don't know if she knows all, but she just said, no, you have been here so many times before, <laughs> you know, it doesn't do you any good oh. to worry about it. Oh. Yeah, well. She, and she also yeah. said I was an alien queen from a third dimension. So I'm like, well, that, that explains I it. would worry I about would, that I would have to think that you have probably been through more difficulties, even at a young age, than most other kids. And worked mm-hmm. your way through them. You know, and so, I mean, that helps you to sort. 
what's really bad, what's really an issue from what's not. Yeah, it drives me crazy when someone will say to me, like, we need to talk. This is really bad, really bad. And then they'll tell me, I'm like, that's not bad. Like, no one's dying. Like, so that's kind of how I put everything in perspective. If if no one I love is dying, then it's no big deal. Just deal with it. Yeah. Just, yeah. What can you do? Just deal with it. Okay, then I, I want to ask you a question I've never asked you before, and this is a, a maybe a tough one. So you're going to have to remember and be honest with me about this. But when Brett had his gambling addiction, I suspect the two of you knew that it was an addiction and a real problem long before I did, based on the oh. fact that Brett was borrowing money from you and I was unaware of it. Um. Hmm. Well, we absolutely knew there was a gambling problem and and honestly our biggest fear was retribution having had some personal experiences with you know people that are involved in that you know uh, if you owe money and you don't pay you get hurt so we were really concerned about that so you were concerned about someone taking retribution on him because he had these big debts. And we were also concerned about his addiction and, you know, uh, him, him hiding this from the entire family. You know, I mean, it was, it was, it was huge deal. Yeah. So how did you wrestle with the decision to help him and to not tell me? Um, personal, personal communication with Brett. Yeah. The family was threatened. You know, Brett and I had a dis- get hurt. Brett and I had a discussion, uh, and he convinced me that uh, for this to come out would be damaging to his relationship with you and his family and everyone else, and that he could straighten it out. And uh, he could work again, through it. We trusted him to do that. Yeah. Did you two have a discussion about it? Like, did you struggle with that decision, or oh, was it like one? Oh yeah, we had a big discussion about it. She wanted yeah. me to tell you right away. Right away. Ah, so you didn't see eye to eye on that. So you had to kind oh, of convince mom. Like, I, th- oh, I knew it was up to him to tell you. He didn't want to. So we had a. You were kind of, you had didn't have a crystal ball. You didn't know how I would react. You didn't know, obviously, if he would get things under control. We were you didn't know how I would respond if I found out. What? We were walking the tightrope on that one. No doubt. We were concerned about what we were doing. We were concerned about what everybody else was doing, everybody's uh, involvement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was emotional, it was financial, and it was physical. And very stressful. It all happened pretty quickly. Yeah. Oh, really? It was quick. Yeah. yeah. It was very quick. Yeah. Would you do anything differently? I mean, it all worked out in the end, but... Would you listen to me? (laughs) You know, in retrospect, I look at you and your husband and the great relationship the two of you have. And I have to wonder, would there have been any difference if we had done it differently? You know know what I mean about um, the, the choices you make in life, how much effect would they have on what takes place later? You know, yeah. you really want to change one thing because it puts everything else out of um, out of order or perspective. But, you know, in, in, in the world, we don't know what that order of perspective is, but it, it happens. So uh, bottom line, everything turned out pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. We felt that we'd made a mistake. Well, we should have told you. Well, I appreciate you saying that, you know. I was very angry at a lot of people because I felt like, Everyone knew or had an idea, but no one was saying anything to me. Everyone left you out. So I felt this whole like, who is real and what is real? And why did no one tell me? There are all these secrets. (laughs) Yeah, there are all these secrets. However, it happened the way it was supposed to happen. That's the way God intended it to happen. If, If you had come to me and said, I think this is happening, I probably would have gone direct been defensive and told you you're wrong and that's not you know or you've misunderstood or something and i probably would have went to brett and without have having done the 
you know, investigative work that I did when I suspected something was going on and I just knew I had to like gather all my receipts and do my, all of my investigating and, and just like have all the information that I needed and to know like everything before I talked to him about it. And I think if, if you had tipped me off or told me what had, it might've gone down differently. Okay. Once I found out, like once I figured out what was going on and I did all the research and then I looked at all the bank accounts and I called all of our people that we owed money to that I knew and family members and, and started figuring out like what was really going on and still hadn't yet talked to him. Then I said, okay, so once I confront him, I don't know how he's going to respond, but I know what I need for how I need for him to respond. And if he doesn't respond this way, then I will do this. And if he does, if he responds this way, well, then, then I will do this. Like, I was very calm about and collected because I already knew my plan A, B, C, and D. If everything all mapped out, because that's what I do when I get, when, you know, something bad happens, I don't go into worry mode. I go into, okay, let's research. The only thing I can control is what I'm going to do. I don't know what anyone else is going to do. So if this happens, I do that. So by the time I confronted him, I already felt like I was in control of the situation, not control the situation, but control of what I would do. Well, then you had a lot more time to think it out than we did. Yeah, that's a, that's a yucky situation you had to be in. Well, yeah. and and I'm sure Brett felt it was too. You know, and oh, no, he was you know horrified to have to ask his in laws for money regarding an addiction and a secret that he was keeping from his wife. But mm-hmm. you know, obviously, once it came out, that that that's the piece I wasn't expecting was for him to be relieved that it was lifted. Mm. So, um, any questions you have for me? No. <laughs> well, you've, you've done very well. <laughs> Have we? Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's just one more thing that people always ask about. So You're on a podcast and we are Zooming with you. So nobody can see us, right? Just you. Correct. Why? Just wondering. No, no one can see us. This isn't live. It's a recording. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. But I could use the video. It's a cute video. You guys both can't, can't use our video because I haven't had a haircut. <laughs> Everyone always asks because you guys go a hundred miles per hour. You're busier, more active, and more social than people who are in their twenties. You have way too many friends. You're both complete extroverts. I don't care what you say. And um, people want to know how where you where do you get your energy. I don't know. I've always, personally, I've always had too much energy. You know, I mean, as as a kid, I was always in trouble for never holding still, never listening, never doing what I was supposed to do. And, you know, something you mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, uh, letting kids learn for themselves. I mean, my parents were really quite kind to me, uh, you know, gave me a a good home and uh, plenty to eat. But uh, they didn't exert any control over me. They were not the helicopter parents. No, they were no. not helicopter parents. I mean, no. I went out the door and I did whatever I wanted to do every single day. And, you know, I got into trouble or situations that, you know, were fun, that were scary, that were dangerous. Well, he totaled the car three times before and I even started dating So, him. I mean, I, I learned a lot of things. <laughs> I learned a lot of things the hard way. But a lot of that had to do with the fact that I was always moving too fast. I mean, you know, you are still in constant motion. Like we wake up and instant. when we're at the house and you're you're building things in the woods and you just just these <laughs> crazy contraptions and yeah. just you're constantly moving, creating, changing subjects, right. tinkering projects, hobbies, yeah. building things, starting things. Every I wish day. I could get you to do I, more I things go to, for me. I go to sleep at night. <laughs> I go to sleep at night, building a list of what I'm going to do the next day, and you know, come come out of bed and just start doing it. And how old are you two? Seventy four. Seventy five. Yes, going to be seventy five in two months, and I'm going to yeah. be seventy four. So don't do you have friends <laughs> that just like lay around and they just sit on their in their recliners all day? We see people yeah. in there. We see people that are 60, 61 years old, 59 years they old. They look older than that us. They look older than us and, and don't out. want to do anything yeah. and, uh, you know, have all kinds of health problems. And, and we feel blessed. I mean, uh, at, at this stage of our life, uh, we get way too many notices of 
friends, people that we've known in the past that are dead or dying. And, uh, and so far, you know, we haven't had to deal with much of that. You know, our health has been good and uh, we are extremely active, both of us. I mean, it's, it's difficult for the two of us to coordinate our schedules so that we get to see each other during the day. Yeah. yeah. It seems like you do a lot together. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. But, you know, now he's playing a lot of pool and I'm going to Zumba classes. So, you know. Uh, are you going to become a Zumba instructor? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? When's why the not? certification? May 1st. For May yeah. 1st. Oh, that's fantastic. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I've already been on stage a few times with some of the instructors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fine. So, but I mean, you, mom, where do you get your energy from? You always want to get up and do things. You don't want to sit around. You never have. She's always been just like me in that respect. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if she's ADHD or not. She's not. Probably she's not. She's not. But not at all. Just but we're just energized. Always go, 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 go. When, when, when we first met, one of the uh, real appeals of her to me was that whatever I wanted to do, which was a lot of stuff. She wanted to do it too. Right. <laughs> you know, whatever I and the guys or anybody else wanted to go do, she was in the lead. She wanted to go too. <laughs> yeah. And that's awesome. Like that. You know, it's not like you have to uh, uh, pry her out of a chair. I mean, you know, she's up and gone. Yeah. And energy begets energy. And I just think people don't understand that. We say, they say, I just am so tired. I'm like, well, I'm too tired to exercise or I'm too tired to do this. I'm like, well, just do it. And then you'll have the energy. Yeah. 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 That's the crazy thing. The perpetual motion machine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. The less you do, the less energy you have. I'm yeah. entered in the senior games here. So right now I'm, you know, working out a lot to compete in the games. And what does that mean? The senior games? What? Oh, it's, it's big in, it's, it's it's big like, in Florida. It's like it's big senior, in it's a like lot senior Olympics, you know, so what's your sport? Every sport. And well, he, my sport. Well, his sport is skeet is shooting. shooting. Skeet shooting yeah. and oh, are you are you the Bruce Jenner of the uh, villages? <laughs> no, no, not even. No. But I'll tell you what: there are there are Bruce Bruce Jenners here, and and there yeah. are Olympic champions here. Yeah. Today, I would have gone clogging, but the instructor had a doctor's appointment or something, so all 20 of us couldn't clog today. But I'm doing something every day. I'm doing, you know, usually it's Zumba or cardio drumming, and one day a week I do the clogging, and one day or two days a week I do the golfing. And, we and then go, every night you send me videos of you line dancing. We go dancing. No, it's not line dancing. They were doing swing last night, and it was it was cool. But dad couldn't do it, so I was. The video dad sent me the other day was you doing the electric slide. Yeah. That's line oh, dancing. Yeah. I don't mean country line. Well, I mean just like dancing. There's yeah, always dancing. a group of people doing line dancing and other people doing every conceivable yeah. type of dance, yeah. including dirty dancing. Yeah. yeah, they were bad last night on the square. We were pretty embarrassed. We said, we should tell that couple to go get a room. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Are there, you know, is it kind of a little bit like high school where everybody knows who the um, uh, town hooker is or like the woman who's like really easy or? That's the thing. I, I mean, so. you, you know, you know, a few people, but you don't know many people. So like when you go to the town square, these are all just strangers. You know? Yeah. You okay. Know yeah. It's just so much bigger than what I envision. I oh, know. It is it's so big. much it's bigger big. than you can possibly envision. It, it, mm-hmm. even to us we get lost in the villages yeah. we're like oh my gosh it just keeps going and going and until, going until you driven through the villages you cannot uh-huh. imagine i need you to cut me some slack for just a second because i'm going to brag about one of my kids right now but the reason why i want to tell you this story is because you could do this too and i know that because we've helped thousands of people have like awesome success so brock was on instagram he was like totally trying to grow it working really hard to make tons of posts he had about 60 70 thousand followers that's a lot of followers but i mean he was working at it intently this is after he graduated from college then instagram releases their reels and brock challenges himself to do 30 reels in 30 days his instagram growth doubles it was insane So then he challenges himself to do it continuously for at least a full year. And guess what? 
Brock today has over 500,000 followers. It's insane. He's growing on Instagram like 10 times as fast as I could ever hope to. And it is because of this 30-day Reels Challenge. Now, I want to encourage you to do it too. So if that's something you're like, that is what I need. I need some accountability. So I, I actually do this every day. And I need someone to tell me what to post every day. Okay, well, you can now be a part of our 30 Days of Reels Ideas. It's it's like a challenge, but you're also going to get lots of ideas. You can, if you prefer to just post your own Reel, you can do that too. But if you need ideas, this is the place to go. You can grab yours for free by going to instaclubhub.com forward slash 30 Reels. Again, that's instaclubhub.com forward slash 30 Reels. All right. Well, thank you so much for being guests of mine today. Thanks for being our daughter. Yes. You're welcome. Any parting words of wisdom for folks? Just give your kids all the confidence that they can handle. Just keep giving them confidence. You know, you, you said something in your, um, your Instagram today that I thought was, uh, it, it, it was just so on target. And that was that when you yell at kids, they don't get anything out of it except bad. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they, they, they don't understand or, or learn from it or, or uh, uh, relate in a positive way to it. It just scares them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't ever yell, Dad. You would just purse your lips and breathe. Yeah. And we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> he is breathing like, hard. Use, He's breathing. I think I think most people can usually tell my mood. You know, <laughs> I, I don't hide much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We always knew to steer clear of mom when she had like her mascara I was, was under that. her eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's what we knew. We're like, She's oh, steer clear. Tired. Look out. <laughs> Usually meant you were tired and like had had enough. Had hit the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so she starts rubbing her eyes. We're like, okay, everybody run. Oh my gosh. If there, it was just, if there was ever a person with yeah. a switch, it's her. Yeah. <laughs> it's either on or off. <laughs> and, once, and once that switch goes off, uh, she'll take three steps and fall down and fall asleep. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right, guys. I love you. We love you, you too. too. We'll yeah, bye. 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 Say, bye. Say goodbye to Brett for us. I will. Listen, if you are fortunate enough to have your parents still alive or, or even just one of your parents still alive, can I just suggest that you do this? Record a Zoom conversation with them. Write down some questions. Write some questions down maybe about your childhood, about their childhood. It's just so valuable to to capture that and to have a record of their opinions and their perspectives. And someday I know I'm going to listen back on these recordings and just be so glad that I did it. And I don't know that I would would have if I didn't have a an opportunity like this. So thank you, really. Thank you for listening. Thanks for making this possible. Thank you for experiencing life with me and welcoming my family into your family. It means a lot. I really, I really love you guys. I know I say it all the time. I just want you to know I really do mean it. I don't just say that. I really do mean it. For me anyways, you guys are a lifeline. So just a big thank you today. I hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Thanks for spending this time with me. Anyways, enough rambling. Enjoy your weekend. Love you guys. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little taste of Patreon the Vault again. Usually it's me and Brett and it's usually not this heavy, sometimes it's heavy, sometimes it's light, sometimes it's silly, sometimes it's like, oh no, he didn't. Like it's sometimes they're really funny. Anyways, if you'd like to look into that, there is a link in our show notes. For those of you who are Patreon Vault members, you've got a doozy of a show to listen to tomorrow. Anyways, I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, just do me a favor and double check and make sure that you're subscribed or following if you're actually someone who listens on the Apple podcast. And if you've got just like 30 seconds, it would really mean the world to me if you were able to leave a five-star review and tell me specifically what it is you liked about this episode. My show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do also have a business podcast that comes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I host that with my son, Brock. It's called Build Your Tribe. You should check it out. There's always a link in the show notes. I'm sure you know this, but on Fridays, my episodes are very casual. It's very personal. It's usually stuff with myself and my husband. If you love that kind of stuff, I want to invite you to check out my Patreon. It's 
all of the Shaleen Show episodes ad-free. In addition to that, for just $5 a month, you get extra episodes. And this is this is the stuff that's like kind of too personal to put on the Shaleen Show. It, it's all personal stuff. There's like no like personal development. It's just real, raw, what's going on in our lives, stuff we can't talk about on the show. However, if you are easily offended, Patreon is not for you. That's not the place to be, all right? You can learn more about it by going to patreon.com forward slash The Shaleen Show. Any of the links that I referenced in this episode will show up in the show notes, which are just below the episode. To learn more about the services that I offer and to take advantage of some of the free resources, I invite you to check out my website, which can be found at shaleen.com. 